We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, welcome into the Guilty as Charged podcast. That sucked, um, but my guys are here, Alex and Arjun here with me. Steven is not here, he's at the game, and that's honestly the reason why there was an avalanche loss today, as we talked about on the preview show yesterday. Honestly, let me just go through everything real quick, all the negative stuff, all the stuff that happened, and then we can take this whatever direction we want, including one particular tweet uh, from somebody that I do want to talk about because I, I feel like we should. Um, so injuries, Joey Bosa exited in the first quarter with a groin injury. Rashawn Slater exited in the third quarter with a left bicep injury. Kenneth Murray seemed to be a lower body injury. He exited. Josh Palmer came up limping at one point in the fourth quarter. He went back in. He seems okay. A couple of plays later, Jalen Guyton was hurt, uh, targeted downfield. I'm not sure what the issue is yet. We're just getting on now. So apologies for not knowing exactly. Of course, JC Jackson, Corey Lindsley, Keenan on Donald Parham all did not play. And yeah, Herbert had that rib issue. So there's the injuries out of the way. Just wanted to get that out of the way real quick. The Jaguars had 413 yards of offense and scored 38 points, picking up 25 first downs and converting 10 of 18 third and fourth downs. You guys having fun yet? The Chargers did not sack Lawrence once. Jane Robinson had almost six yards of carry. The Jaguars rushed for 151 yards. Uh, the Chargers offense is going to have very inflated numbers. So whatever the numbers are, it's far worse than that. Um, but they finished with 312 total yards, went five for 15 on third and fourth down. They averaged 2.2 yards per carry on the ground. Herbert had solid moments for sure, and definitely his misses, um, but they couldn't sustain anything. If they did, there was a penalty. The Chargers had seven penalties for 54 yards. 
Um, and I believe there was one declined holding call as well on Storm Norton. The Chargers had two turnovers to Jacksonville, zero. They let Jacksonville hold on to the ball for almost 40 minutes. And my final thing I'll add before I give it to you guys <laughs> from Brentley Weissman, the former scout for the Chargers. And yes, I, I do believe that he does information in the building, um, or at least he has sources in the building. Whether this is true or not, I have to bring it up in case you missed it. From Brentley Weissman, going to get real interesting inside the Chargers building this week. Had already heard about some rumblings regarding team leadership and players not having buy-in with the staff's messaging. Losing like this won't help, which was kind of okay. We thought that was a, you know, a Staley issue, a Lombardi, a Telesco, whatever issue. Um, but then he followed up with that, which felt like saving his ass a bit. Team leadership, as in the players, not front office. FYI, I don't think Staley's job is in trouble at all. Just needs to get his players to buy in more. So I don't quite know what to make of that yet. I will say, and sorry for just going through all this real quick, but I figured we'd just get it all out of the way. Um, had heard some rumblings last year about things internally not being so great, including accountability, lack of competition, that sort of thing. There was a scathing review of <laughs> of Staley um, from internally from within the building. I won't get into The guys know what I'm talking about, but I won't get into it. Um, so I do believe there is potentially something here. But yeah, there's that. So Arjun, Alex, all of these things were just listed off. It wasn't a great game. Even if you thought they were going to lose, I don't think any of us saw this happening. Your thoughts? They had 10 days to fucking prepare, and they lost by 28 points to the Jaguars at home. It's malpractice. I don't, I don't care that Slater was injured. Um, I, I don't care that Keenan Allen didn't play. Herbert obviously injured himself. Um there's just no excuse for it. This is the worst loss since they lost to the Patriots uh, under Anthony Lynn. And I don't ever remember a Staley performance this bad where the team just came out this flat and the coaching. I mean, Brandon Staley and the entire coaching staff got out coached by Doug Peterson. He mm -hmm. ran laps around them for four quarters today. And then down 28 or down 21. They start the fourth quarter with an end around to DeAndre Carter that immediately lost five yards from the moment the ball was snapped. And then <laughs> with five minutes left down 28, they kept Justin Herbert in with Storm Norton and Trey Pipkins yeah. protecting for him while he has broken rib cartilage. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know what I just watched like that. I mean, 413 yards of offense given up to the Jags. Um I mean, credit to Trevor Lawrence where it's due because he was throwing Absolutely. some tight windows all day. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, I've, I've never seen a Staley team come out that unprepared and just look that flat throughout the entire game. It never got better. In fact, it got worse. The injuries are obviously uh, the big thing to talk about. But, I mean, all of the issues that were present... Mm -hmm in some of the Raiders and the Chiefs games uh, just built up today and they resulted in what we just saw. And so hopefully this is a wake-up call for the team, um, but I fear with the injuries that this could only be the beginning of what's to come. Yeah, I have, I have three things I, I wanted to say. Number one, I would like again. I'm not here to take a victory lap on the team that I enjoy rooting for and supporting. But on Friday, I said, if you lose good players, you're not going to be as good. 
when you don't have four Pro Bowl players playing for this team, how can you be so confident that you're going to beat this Jaguars team, which got better in the offseason? And like people were coming and saying, oh, you know, just because Herbert's not playing, like, you know, there's still like, I still feel confident we're going to win. Why? What about this team so far this year has given you confidence that they can win a game without Herbert? Like, if they play the Texans without Justin Herbert, are they winning? I, I, I seriously don't know that question because nothing is easy on this offense. Nothing comes easy. Everything is Herbert manufacturing a play for himself. So, number one, my read on this game was, you know, again, not trying to take a victory lap, but, like, it was right. And the Jags just ran away with this game. And because the Chargers can't come back without Keenan Allen, it just manifested. Number two, Storm Norton had six fucking pressures in like half a game of, of, of play. He allowed six pressures from the time he came in for Rashawn Slater on right now 15 pass blocking snaps. Now, again, Jeez. everything is subject to change, but mm-hmm. six pressures. Two penalties. Right? Yeah, and two penalties. Like, it's it's unfathomable that he's like a, an NFL tackle. He is. It's gonna be it's gonna be something if he's starting next week. And mind you, the, the Texans actually have a decent D line. Like Jerry Hughes and Jonathan Greenard, like can put in work. Mm-hmm. If Storm Norton is starting at left tackle, it, it's it's not gonna be pretty. And then number three. The $20 million receiver the Chargers paid in this yeah. offseason had one catch for 15 yards and a touchdown. I, I Steven was saying he was open down the field. Okay, that I would tend to agree with Steven there, right? So then is it Justin Herbert's fault? Is he being too timid in the pocket? Or is he is is Williams not being schemed open enough? Like, how can you pay $20 million to a receiver and in two out of three games he combines for what, like three catches yards. per yeah. 25 yards or yeah something like that that mm. is that is not the way a football team is supposed to be run and like that is not the way that he should be integrated in this offense it's it's just like and you're right like if you take out the garbage times hats like what what did the chargers do like literally literally nothing so those are my you know big three takeaways it's just i, I don't know it's so it's so tough to watch right now it, it really is. The whole thing, it, you know, seemed like, okay, we're kind of Justin Herbert might struggle, but the defense will be okay. You know, it didn't look great even early on, but, you know, I figured, okay, maybe we're headed for a 27-17 loss or something. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that great. As far as Mike Williams goes, couldn't say much about this game. Again, so Steven was at the game. He can see the field. He said there was a couple times Mike Williams was open. Wouldn't have mattered <laughs> 38-10 anyway. Um, but it seemed like Justin Herbert was hesitant to throw the ball downfield to him um, on some occasions. But watching him against the Raiders, it was apparent that they, he can't separate. And what he does really, really well, he's so good at. And we literally saw that today. We saw it last week. But he's a guy who requires on requires you know catches on no separation. And sometimes he's very good at that. But it's also not efficient. It's not really sustainable. So I'll wait to see what happened this game. If he was open... 12 times and Herbert just couldn't get it to him. That's on Herbert and obviously his injury, I guess, but, or the line or something. Um, But that is definitely frustrating. Like you said, 
25 yards in two games, you know, sandwich in the middle is a 113 yard game. Um, not great there. It, it's also just personnel for me. And, and it kind of was going into this game as is, but it's like, okay, you know, we won't give Jalen Guyton any reps. They throw Jalen Guyton the ball once and it's a 50 yard, like the highlight of the game. It's like, oh, maybe you should involve him a bit more. Uh, let's check in on Joshua Kelly. Um, and, and I think Arjun, I do want you to talk about Austin Eckler a bit here. Uh, Joshua Kelly had one carry for negative three yards. By the way, the offense, if you're just counting running backs, had 10 rushes from running backs in a game where the Chargers, now they were trailing and Herbert is the better player, but they had 10 rushing attempts. Sony Michelle led the backfield with five. Now, granted, he, he did have 4.4 yards per carry, so good for him there. But Joshua Kelly had until the garbage time fourth quarter, I believe like the final drive, zero touches. He ended up with one carry for negative three yards. Austin Eckler, four carries for five yards. Um, so right now, Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, five carries for two yards. That's how the offense went for the Chargers today on the ground game outside of Sony Michelle. Just confused on the personal issues. And frankly, fine, I might as well continue with this. Uh, why are you playing these guys late in the fourth quarter? I don't know why you're subjecting your, your quarterback to all these hits. Um, just criminal. I, I think the personal issues have been weird. They got even worse. I feel like this game, you give Guyton a huge pass. He looks great. And then you just don't throw it to him the rest of the way. Maybe it's a deep ball thing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, personal, not great. And Storm Norton, you know, we, uh, after the draft, we said, Hey, you know, we, we were at, we we're in Vegas and we said, you know, I wish the chargers had addressed a premium position early on. What were those premium positions that are non-quarterback? Corner, which I understand that they didn't because they have three solid ones and they got Bryce Callahan. Edge, tackle, and wide receiver. And I feel like all of those things could have helped out the Chargers today. They didn't address them in the draft early on until, you know, Jasir Taylor in the sixth round. And your third round pick is, did he play? He was active at least. And then Spiller, for some god-awful reason, has not seen the field. So, that's my long-winded way of saying personnel from whether it was selecting the players or using the players or leaving them out there too long was a disaster today. And again, go speaks right back to the coaching and the whole department overall. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, um, I mean, like, well, they, they did target Jalen Guyton later in the game. Two minutes left when he got hurt. Um, mm -hmm. So they, they did that later in the game and adjusted, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Like, this is why people 
I mean, this game is why I didn't understand why people were saying they could win this game with Chase Daniel. I'm like, they have zero run game. Like they they don't they don't have one right now. And I mean, the fact that Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly and Sonny Michelle basically combined for nothing um, today, and you know, for, as a team, they had what 2.2 yards per carry on 12 carries. Um, like that's just going to be a chronic issue, and it's going to be like really hard to be any kind of playoff contending team when you're getting that little from your running game, right? Obviously they have Justin Herbert and that's going to mask a lot of the problems, but with Justin Herbert, who's clearly not as healthy as he's been um, and probably won't be for the next month, you know, they're also uh, not going to probably have Slater for a while as well. Um, I mean, this is going to get really tough in the, in the run game for the offense and, you know, we, we talked about taking a tackle in the draft, and now you're probably going to have to play Storm Norton and Trey Pipkins together on the field for over a month. That's what we're going to be watching week in and week out for a yeah. team that previous, prior to the season had Super Bowl aspirations, just thought, oh, we don't need to sign a tackle. Trey Pipkins slides in here, and now Rashawn Slater's hurt, and you're fucked there's there's no other way to say it than that um so i don't know like the, this loss the injuries that happened as a result of what happened in the game i mean obviously the chargers can turn it around but this felt this felt like a different kind of loss for this coaching staff and the you know combined injuries that were just totaled in this game um like honestly it felt so bad that i don't I don't know if they can come back from the path that they're currently on with the injuries and also the, you know, current coaching staff issues. Um, Arjun, are there any stats you would like to get into as, as well? Is there something else? Yeah. Any of the Storm Norton stats? How was just the, how was the line in general? Like, okay. Filer was really bad. Loud four mm-hmm. pressures, Zion two, Pipkins two, um, Slater. I mean, he one pressure in 25 snaps. So, I mean, like, look, a bice, like, when's the last time a biceps injury has been like one or two weeks? Like, that, he, like, hurt Slater like, again, by the way, not try, yeah, he's he left, he's has a sling right now on his arm, not trying to sound, you know, down or anything, but it's going to be a long term injury. And, you know, a, a lot of the work, we did over the summer at PFF is showing like the diminishing returns in pass blocking. So when you go from a 99th percentile pass blocker to a one percentile pass blocker in storm Norton, you're going to get worse on offense. It's just a given. And so like, this was a really, really bad injury. And I, I really hope he can come back quickly, especially for the, for the last stretch of games towards the end of the year. But Man, that's that's huge. But yeah, I mean, offensive line uh, outside of Slater wasn't, you know, wasn't too great. Um, and like, okay, let's let's get to this point. Austin Eckler is not a good running back right now. He's he's okay out of the backfield. He's he has a ton of uh, stats inflated by garbage time checkdowns, right? Like, well, he had uh, eight catches for forty eight yards. Great. He is not a good running back right now. He's averaging less than three yards a carry. He's averaging negative 1.31 yards, rushing yards over expected. That's bad. And again, 
Austin Eckler has been great for years. I think he's finally, you know, falling off. And people will ha- hate to hear that. You know, he's the most liked player on the Chargers roster for good reason for how much he does for the community. But he's, I think, hit that point in his career where we can start to see the decline. And it's unfortunate because right now the Chargers don't have anyone who can give them anything at that position. They're not even playing their fucking third round pick. Like, I, I don't like everyone like again the the whole thing leading up uh, leading up to the game is oh we can re- rely on the run game you know the run game will bring us home even if chase daniel starts what run game this is a bottom five rushing unit even before this game they haven't been able to run at all eckler is not he's not a top 10 back i don't even know if he's top 15 or 20 anymore he's he doesn't look the old Eckler would have got that first down on the pitch, even though that was a horrendous play call running into Trey Pipkin's side. Are you kidding me? Like, I don't know that, but I mean, are there any other stats you want me to go over? Like I can do a pass Anything rush positive. <laughs> yeah. Pass on it. Yeah. Actually pass rush would be a good one because Trevor Lawrence did not get sacked. Um, and obviously yeah. Khalil Mack. Josh Allen had 10 pressures today. That's crazy. Um, Khalil Mack three, Morgan Fox two, Otito one, Rumpf, Mm -hmm. Derwin, Bosa one, um, Tillery zero, Joseph Day zero, Austin Johnson zero, Van Noy zero. So much for the uh, the Van Noy experiment. I mean, I don't that hasn't really done shit all all year. Yeah, Um, that's been a rough one. I feel like I feel like the coverage numbers will look bad, but I actually thought the coverage was like okay for the first half and then when mm-hmm. bosa went out there was just no pass rush juice so yeah like yeah it's, it's just it's just tough i don't i don't really know what i should yeah. be looking at from from that perspective yeah no i do agree that i think the coverage was a lot better things just like avalanche for the chargers and they had so much underneath i'm sure the numbers won't look that great but frankly anything downfield like if they could contest it they got pretty close and i thought they were really solid i thought asj was pretty solid yeah, the, the pass rush without Joey Bosa completely disappeared. And listen, like Joey Bosa, we I think before the season all said that he was the better pass rusher to Khalil Mack. And through the season so far, the numbers held up that in that, in that regard. But for Khalil Mack to have basically no impact until a couple of run stops in the fourth quarter somehow, and then Chris Rumpf, Kyle Van Noy had one pressure with... I mean, can you remind me how many pass rush snaps those two had combined? Um, You said... Uh, Rumpf and Van Noy. Rumpf and Van Noy. Um, Van Noy had 14, Rumpf had 20, so 34. <laughs> so one pressure um, and 34 rushes um, from those guys. Yeah, not great. And we've been hearing, you know, I felt really good about the whole Kyle Van Noy thing, and he was going to play linebacker, but then Kenneth Murray comes back, so he's the starting linebacker, so Van Noy, like, doesn't have a role. And then we've heard about Rumpf being so great this offseason. And, like, it's one game, so I'm not going to flame him for it, but, like, he had one pressure. Was that? Do you know if that pressure was the earned one or the one where he like jammed the tight end and then rushed Lawrence uh, kind of late? Um, I don't know if you're able I, to tell or not until tomorrow. Or, well, or I can tell the. It was the it was the third down in the red zone right before half where Lawrence took off. Okay, so basically, not, technically, he didn't win. Yeah, it was rep. like a cleanup pressure almost. Like awesome, it was past like three four six. yeah so basically zero for being honest yeah. so basically zero pressures from your your edge three and your edge four 
Um, and once again, we talk about like, hey, can we get an edge in the draft? You know, maybe don't take a running back, even though, well, or at least use him, you know, or, or yeah. don't take a safety right now, but maybe at least use them. Um, yeah, definitely a bummer for there. Sorry, Alex, we've kind of been chatting. Um, well, I mean, you could take a running back in the draft. They could have drafted Khalil Herbert uh, two years ago. Um, didn't. So, you know, he had 12 yards for or 12 guys for 119 and two tutties today. Um, but they took Larry Roundtree. Uh, and he's not on the team anymore, not even on active rosters. Um, yeah. So that goes to how well they drafted. And Isaiah Spiller not playing, JT Woods not playing. Um, and here we are with injuries upon injuries upon injuries and no depth to show for it because they've drafted poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, because some of these free agent swings that they've taken also haven't panned out. Uh, so this is, this is where the chargers are. And, uh, I, I don't even, I don't know where they go going forward. This was just an yeah. absolute, an absolute mess. So let's try to talk about the future, which you could lean more positive, not, not like more positive because of this game, you know, but certainly it'll be better than this game. I would assume rest of the year, let's say Slater's out for the year, which it, it if he's in a sling and he does a torn bicep, probably going to happen. They've got two uh, subpar tackles, I would say, although Pipkins has been okay. Let's say next week you get JC back, which was what it sounds like, and you'll get Lindsay back, which is what it sounds like, and you'll get Keenan back and Parham back. And let's say you just have average health and health luck the rest of the year. At this point, in, the, in chat, please chime in if you would like as well. What is kind of your outlook? Are we... Are we overreacting to this one game, or do you really feel like after what we've seen last week and with the offense so far and the lack of a run game and now some of these injuries with Herbert's injury, how bad is it looking the rest of the year, or should we not overreact to this, or what do you guys think? Uh, I think I think there should be some reaction. Like This game definitely matters. It's not some type of like outlier performance, especially that it happened this early in the year. But I think we also need to recognize, like, the most important players on this team weren't on the field, and that matters. And unfortunately for the Chargers, they've lost important players at important positions. And I think it's going to be tough to replicate that. So at this point, I mean, like, is it is it wrong to say they're probably like a fringe wildcard team? Like, they're on the border like they were last year? If Slater's out for the year, that impacts. Yeah. That impacts your play calling more than Keenan mm-hmm. being out, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. I I mean, I'd hope they can beat Houston next week, but, I mean, they couldn't stop the run today. Like, Or they did at times, but they only stopped it when they when they knew the Jaguars were going to run, like in, when they were up like 20 or something. Cleveland has been running all over the NFL. Joel, like, Sebastian Joseph Day has not lived up to the hype. I don't. I haven't seen really anything from him. Like Houston should be a win, but then after that, I mean, Seattle scrappy, Atlanta scrap, Atlanta beat Seattle. Denver is going to be like in Denver. Like it, the schedule does not look as easy, and the team does not look as good. So that get, makes you a wild card team at best. And if these injuries are really that severe, then I, I mean, that lowers your lowers your ceiling significantly especially in the playoffs um yeah i mean they they just 
you know, overreacting to this one game, um, you know, I, I'm sure there will be a lot of that, but it's just like he, there's no there's no move to make at this point, right? Like if Slater's done for the year, he's done for the year, and like Arjun said, that it, you know is a huge loss for the Chargers that knocks them from being a potential like 11, 10, 12 win team to probably being probably knocking three or four wins off right there. Like, I, I do think that's how important Rashawn Slater is to the Chargers and how they conduct their offense, especially when your backup left tackle is Storm Norton and Justin Herbert has rib cartilage that's broken, right? So, again, there's part of this, like, you're going to get Keenan Allen back probably next week. You're probably going to get Donald Parham back next week. But, you know, if Joey Bosa, you know... It, isn't going to you know be performing at the same level and you don't have Slater for the rest of the year. And on top of that, it's probably going to be another month before you know Justin Herbert is really back at his full powers. I mean, you know, this was supposed to be the easy portion of the schedule, right? You have the Jags and then the Texans and then the Browns, um, Monday night football against the Broncos. Seattle like this was supposed to be the stretch where the Chargers racked up wins after the first two division games and now the Chargers are probably in the worst state currently that they're going to be in all year so from that standpoint once you get players back you can say like yeah it, it'll get better but um, I, I think the biggest thing from this game is just how thoroughly um, Staley and co got out coached um, you know <laughs> fourth and one James Robinson touchdown 50 yards to the end zone you know <laughs> like every single time on offense or defense that it felt like the Chargers like could potentially get off the field for the Jaguars like it just felt like Doug Peterson always had the answer and that still you know you, you know and it was tough with Joey Bosa out but I, I, I don't know man like this is something they can come back from but and I do think they will obviously look a lot better next week against the Texans after getting punched in the mouth quite this badly. I'm sure there will be a lot of people in that locker room and a lot of people who want to come back from this win or from this loss. But um, just the practicality of it with the injuries that are racking up, the new additions that have not panned out, such as JC Jackson and Sebastian Joseph Day and Kyle Van Noy and most of your draft picks. Um, that this could get really ugly really fast. And I, I think the Chargers ceiling is a seven to nine win team right now. Yeah, I would say the adjustment, especially if Slater is Slater's out, that is like a whole game, a game and a half to me, especially if the Chargers, they basically, as soon as they had Stormgard and, and O'Day go down, or excuse me, Brian Balaga and O'Day go down, they changed their play calling to what felt like more conservative. They felt like, okay, we can't take these deep shots. What does it look like when when Slater is also down and for the entire season? If that's the case, again, we don't know. Um, I really don't know. So I, I do agree. I think fringe wild card team is the new expectation or projection, and that feels about right. But it could go either way. We'll see what these injuries are. I don't know how bad it really is. The Chargers don't exactly have another receiver. Like I know people like Michael Bandy, but they don't have another receiver in the rotation. If you know Keenan gets hurt again, and if Guyton is is severely hurt or something. Like there's not another guy who could just step in and make this work for the team. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Fringe playoff team at this point. Um, of course, they can definitely you know, go out and, and win some games. They could absolutely win next week. I think if everyone was healthy and they played the Jaguars next week, they'd probably win. 
But the difference to me and what really stands out is just the way they got beat. Like, yes, there were injuries. Yes, you know, there could have been better execution in some instances. But to get absolutely embarrassed, blown out at home, like Alex said, you had 10 days to figure this out. And you had no answer. There, there was nothing. There was no, like, they don't even special teams, you know, really even seem to be that great. Even if they had a decent return, oh, it was called back for a penalty. Like, just, just nothing worked. And, and hopefully, maybe it's a one-game thing. But we're Chargers fans. We also watched this last year. We know it's probably not a one-game thing, even if it's not this bad. It's not exactly a one-game thing. And, uh, yeah, apparently the Chargers locker room cleared out in record time. They got to the locker room, cleared their shit out, and left. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know as a coach what you do looking at this game. It's like, do you do you look at the game film for a day and throw it out and start over? Or or what? Like, what do you do at this point? I don't know. Someone saying Gaiden is out torn knee. Is that just like GS or just thinking about it? I haven't seen anything about him. Yeah, I, I can definitely check. I've, I haven't been on Twitter, so I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jacob Weber, please uh, please uh, let us know. But I think, yeah, the locker room clearing out quick isn't obviously ideal. Um, but I, I think going forward, I mean, I, I just want to see what the offense and, and, like, ultimately the team looks like when they have the players that they're paying big money to, like, actually play. And... I think like you know, I mean, you, the 2018 Chargers started one and two, but they they didn't have a, a loss this bad. And like I I would look in the Ravens and Bills direction, right? Like the Ravens last year were were super hurt, and they still were seven and two at one point with the number one seed heading into the playoffs. And then obviously they threw it, and then the Bills today were just the Bills were almost as hurt as the Chargers, losing all your four secondary starters. And then that's not even counting like Tredavious White, and and they still only lost by four or two to mm-hmm. a pretty like solid Miami team this year. So like, right. good. I think good teams will figure out a way to keep things close, even if they don't have the talent. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, but you're getting blown out at home on ten days rest against a team that just had the number one pick. Like, I think there's there's a little bit of concern there, and I don't. I mean, I just I don't know what. The issue is I'd figure that, you know, with all the additions they had in the offseason, you have like leaders in that locker room. You have eight captains. Like, I don't know why the energy isn't there, why they can't, you know, seem to stop the run, why they can't seem to muster anything on offense. It's I don't know. It's uh it's pretty concerning and I, I don't know where they go from here. Yeah. I mean the, the the can't stop the run thing is is really concerning to me coming from this game in particular because I felt like they did a generally okay job the first two weeks at it, but they, they couldn't stop a nosebleed this game. I mean Sebastian Joseph Day pretty non existent, Austin Johnson pretty non existent, and I mean those were the two guys that we were like, Yep, they'll fix the run defense it's still bad and like obviously they were missing boso on the edge today but for it to look as bad as it does on the interior where it feels like mac is like the only chance of stopping a run play just standing on the edge there um i don't know like that that's that's just not a a good situation to be in for the chargers and it just feels like you know as as much as we hyped up some of these offseason moves um, a lot of it is still very underwhelming uh, on the interior aspect of things. 
Mm-hmm. Um, someone said Jerry Tillery in the chat, and that's just uh, like that's just going <laughs> over my head at this point. I'm not even going to reference that, but um, I, I don't know. And and like Argentine, like at the end of the day, this is a Chargers team that now in 12 quarters has scored 58 points, right? Like, I mean, that's just not going to get it done at the end of the day if you're even thinking about competing with the Chiefs for some kind of division title if you're thinking of just competing with some of these playoff teams like like what the bills look like what the ravens look like um what the dolphins have looked like through three weeks um at the end of the day if your defense is going to be you know broken by injuries and and having to sustain how you know inconsistent and spaced this offense has been for an entire year and you have a hurt herbert slater out and all these other factors on offense like I'm just I'm not seeing the point where it comes together to this being a playoff team, which is why I think you kind of have to reduce their ceiling um, un- unless things change from a coaching perspective and also just from a health perspective fairly quickly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Absolutely. Uh, guys, there's not a whole lot to really talk about more at this point until I see the film, until we get the official numbers. Uh, I'm trying to go through and look for some questions that you guys had in the chat. I know there were some super chats. So I do want to make sure I get to those because you guys sent in paid super chats. So I want to make sure that, you know, y'all get those. I know my mom sent one in earlier. Something about good vibes for the healing. Mom, I apologize. I'll skip over yours, but thank you so much. Uh, should we start looking for a new O-line coach? Really, I would start looking for a run game coordinator. The Chargers opted to. I didn't even connect this until like the first game. Chargers don't have a run game coordinator. It was Frank Smith last year, as long as as well as being the O-line coach. And uh, nope. Uh, yeah, no run game coordinator. And the run game hasn't been great. So I, I can't imagine there's not a correlation there. I feel like the offensive line has been like fine. Like Filer has progressed. Like that's it's been bad. But Pipkins, I thought looked fine. Zion started and looks. Solid. Lindsay's hurt, but he looked good. Slater is Slater. So how do you guys feel about the offensive line coach? I mean, I, I don't know if it's a coaching issue at this point or going forward, it's really a personnel issue. I mean, if you don't have Rashawn Slater, right. Corey Lindsley, his situation is on and off with the tendonitis. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, like like I just said, you're looking at an extended time of starting Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton at the opposite tackle spots. And I don't think you could bring Dante fucking Skarnecki out of retirement. I, I don't think there's a coach that's going to make that work. Like, and, you know, at the end of the day, that falls on Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley for consistently in the offseason being okay running with Storm Norton and running with Trey Pipkins competing for that right tackle job and not fortifying the depth or, you know, finding a way to kind of try to make competition to push someone like Storm Norton off the roster. Now he's going to have to play probably significant snaps for at least a month. And by significant, I mean, probably all of them. Right. Um, you know, so, I, you know, obviously it will clap starting as well. 
who like looked fine, but at the same time, he's not Corey Lindsley, right? Um, Filer has certainly kind of regressed through these first three weeks compared to where he was in 2021. Mm-hmm. So to me, I mean, yeah, like, you know, Frank Smith in Miami definitely feels like a big loss, but at the same time, it's just like they, they don't have the personnel to sustain this offensive line right now, especially when you lose Rashawn Slater and uh, Corey Lindsley is not, it doesn't seem like he's any closer to playing than he was 10 days ago when he walked off the field with tendonitis and got I me. Mean, I don't know what his situation is going to be through the rest of the year. So to me, this is less of a coaching issue and more of a personnel issue and reflects everything the Chargers did through their whole offseason on the offensive line. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, literally, Arjun, Steven, and I sat in that studio in Vegas and said, look, uh, we should take a tackle at some point. Probably should take a tackle at some point. Probably should take a tackle at some point. Everyone's like, well, you don't understand. And it's like, safety is a parrot. And it's like, okay, I think we should have taken one. Um, again, I'm not, sorry, not shouldn't be taking victory laps or anything. And it really isn't. It's just unfortunate. Um, yeah, not great. I believe this is Bob Brentley Weissman from Solo Men here. Saw a verified account tweet that player leadership with the Chargers, they're not buying into the schemes on both sides. So I think that's what he's talking about from Brentley, but I don't remember him mentioning schemes. Um, so if anyone knows what that's specifically about, let me know. Also, it's uh, Jeff Miller said that Jalen Guyton's injury appears to be significant, whatever that means. Uh, so Really? Yeah. Again, no idea what that means. Um, didn't even say his lower body injury is significant. I have no idea. Um, but we'll find out eventually, I guess. From no. some guy, does Sean Payton like LA weather? We need a competent GM, improvement head coach with a competent strength, conditioning, and coaching staff. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the strength and conditioning and coaching staff and whatnot because they were also pretty solid last year in that department. So yeah, I don't know if that's the outlier to the Chargers or if it's just you know they're one and one in that department. I don't know. Like, can you can you just give us one podcast where we don't have to talk about Sean Payton, Bounty Gate <laughs> King? But can can we just criticize Brandon Staley? Like, we're not firing him yet. Can we can we just criticize him without hiring a new coach, please? Like for five seconds. Okay, sounds good. Uh, I'll take that off the screen. I'm sorry. I apologize. From Croy, Croy 554, if we keep losing, nobody will want Joe Lombardi. We will be stuck with him. Staley has lost the locker room. Players see through this BS. Soft team, they folded quick when it got bad. Yeah, I don't know what you do with Joe Lombardi at this point because I think Herbert returns to health and suddenly they look really good. Maybe they make the playoffs and they have a top 10 offense. But like, maybe does anybody, does anybody want him? I, I don't know. I, I think if they continued their momentum from last year, absolutely. I thought it was a slam dunk, honestly. But they just – and the run game is no good. And, you know, maybe they'll chalk it up to Herbert being injured. But I don't know. I don't know what really happens to Lombardi right now. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, if this gets really ugly and the Chargers go on an extended potential losing streak here um, – I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if they're not getting the results out of the next – three, four games that they need. At what point does Brandon Staley th- throw Joe Lombardi under the bus? I mean, like, yeah. that that's a potential situation, too, and we've seen that happen with coaching dynamics where stuff goes south really fast. Um, I, I don't know how much I make of the locker room clearing out. I think anytime you lose by 28 fucking points, you know, the locker room is going to clear out fast. There's not a whole lot to talk about, um, or there is a whole lot to talk about, but nobody wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I, I just I don't know if Staley has lost the locker room, but that is 
the most undisciplined Staley game I've ever seen. And, and when there are reports of, you know, you know, big players on the team potentially not buying into what the coaching staff is selling. Um, that's what we saw all day today um, in terms of some of the key contributors that are supposed to be some of those linchpins for, for the Chargers, um, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So I don't know. I think I think the thing that is just worrisome is like this, they have three years under Herbert's rookie contract, and this was the year they pushed – all the chips in and they don't have any cap. Like they don't have a lot of cap space, if any next year. And like, obviously, you know, next year could be different. The year after could be different, but like it's, it sucks that everything's coming to hit the, hit hit the chargers right now. We always knew they were, they were going to see some negative progression on the injury front. They were one of the most healthy teams in the league last year. Like I tweeted out the chargers top 10 players. Most of them stayed healthy last year. It was mm-hmm. the 11 through 25 that hurt. They got hurt and exposed the depth. But this year it flipped, and I don't. I think that you wanted the 11 to 25 players to be the ones who, you know, obviously don't want any injuries at all. But losing all those top 10 guys is going to hurt the team regardless. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Like again, this is like it's not supposed to be this difficult when you have an elite quarterback on a rookie deal, but when things don't go your way, injuries mm-hmm. or, you know, just unlucky plays, things like this will happen. And again, the, the, the significance of the injury to Rashawn Slater, we don't like I, groin injuries linger, right. For Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack looked non-existent when Bosa wasn't out there. So yeah, it, it's going to take some type of special performance by Herbert to, to take this team to the playoffs right now, but it's, it's it's just tough to be optimistic right now when we kind of see the seeing this season play out before where one injury just kind of cascades and everything just shuts down after that. Yeah. Just want to shout out Gavina Borges in the chat. The Chargers really took JT Woods over Max Mitchell. Yeah, hey, uh, uh, Max Mitchell probably would have been maybe like my first day three pick, maybe other than a third round pick. I don't hate that. And yeah, it, it, at this point, I think JT Woods could be great. Absolutely. He's got the talent for it. But I mean, it's obviously not that great right now. And this is supposed to be an all in team trying to win this year. And I don't really know that they needed a project safety um, in the third round because that's kind of how they view him. Like he's not even good enough for special teams. All right. I'll give you a shout out. Yoda, whatever that is. Uh, can I get a Duval? Yes. Robert Duval. There you go. Shout out. Shout out Doug Peterson. He, he did good this game. Only positive, only positive thing. <laughs> sure. Honestly, I was at some point I was teetering between impressed with Doug Peterson and really irritated with Brandon Staley because it was working out. And the weird thing is, like, they'll run mesh and they'll throw it to a guy underneath and the dude will get 20 yards. And it's like, I swear we're trying to run that thing, too. <laughs> and I don't know that they're like yeah. that really talented on offense. But for whatever reason, no. man, everything the Jaguars dialed up worked. And if there was a blitz that almost got home. They found a way to respond to that as well. Like the offense, just everything for the Jaguars also worked today. Um, as much as the defense yeah. wasn't really taking anything away. Yeah, I'll also say, I mean, credit to Trevor Lawrence too, because like Absolutely. Arjun said, in the first half, like the coverage really wasn't bad on him, and he just mm-hmm. like kept throwing tight window through tight window, and um, you know, kind of earning every throw uh, that he was, you know, potentially given. So um, 
I, I don't know. Like on one hand, like, yes, the Chargers absolutely looked horrendous today, but um, the performances the Jags got out of Doug Peterson and uh, Trevor Lawrence are very promising for their future, but don't know what the Chargers are right now. Awesome. Good, good for y'all. That was great. Really, really good. Um, I think that's it for the super chat questions. If you guys have any more, feel free to to send them in. I see some people saying Dable over Staley. I mean, that was that was my preference at the time because we have a quarterback like that. Um, but like, I I didn't dislike the hire for Staley at the time. Would you want to redo it? We don't know yet. We'll never really know, and I, I don't know how much Dable will actually win and get the offense going with the Giants. Um, but yeah, people said, do y'all still like Joe Lombardi? I, I, I mean, I got to watch it happen. <laughs> like, if, if for some reason Mike Williams is down open five times and they didn't throw it to him, I don't know what else we're supposed to do. But it, it's it's the cutesy calls. Someone here, someone talked about the DeAndre Carter negative five-yarder. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, like you're, you're down 21 points. Like, it, it, it didn't work the entire preseason, and now you're here down 21 starting the half and being like okay and let's try the end around deandre carter finally let's let's empty the playbook right here like i don't know like it was just a weird game from him all around and, and you go through like several questionable calls throughout the game um i don't know like and and this is kind of what we were talking about during the raiders and the, and the chiefs games because statistically the offense was fine it it never you know you know was categorically like statistically bad by any means but like it just looked clunky and you have five straight drives against mm -hmm. the chiefs where they end up punting or you know punting slash interception return for a touchdown mm -hmm. um and then you know during the raiders game the offense also like petered out at various points right so you could probably put together like six quarters of these 12 where the chargers just really like had no momentum of the offense at all and um, that doesn't all fall on Joe Lombardi by any means, but like at, at some point, a lot of it does have to fall on the fact that, you know, whether players are getting open or whatever mm. it is, like it does kind of go back to him at the end of the day. And yeah. it just feels like the Chargers aren't scheming a lot of opportunities open like they were last year. Yeah, it's yes, it is play calling. Absolutely. As well. For me, with the whole Jim Bolt, Joe Lombardi thing, if I'm going to fire him for one reason, it's just that the, it, like nothing works together. Some two thirds, or you know, three out of four things will work, but the other thing doesn't work, and there's always something wrong. And that speaks to an offense that isn't like, in year two. You should be a lot better. This last year, you know, they kind of struggled. They got going. They were top five offense by the end. Fine. And now, I mean, you protect Herbert. That's great, but he can't hit the open guy. Herbert's not protected well. Then there's a sack or a throwaway or a fumble where everything's done correctly, but there's a contested drop, a hold, whatever, tip ball interception. You know, God, we almost had another dropped tip ball interception for a touchdown today. We were so close to that. The run game doesn't work. You, know, you, you Four guys block, fifth guy doesn't. Five guys block, the sixth, you know, the tight end doesn't. I don't know. If I'm firing Jill Lombardi for anything, it's potentially the play calling, sure. But I think it's fine. The issue to me is that just the offense is not together. And that to me is more fireable than anything else. Fun stuff. Um, Zach Whitaker, it sounds like, because you've mentioned it about 13 times now, that your son is going to be born very soon. You're hoping that his son isn't born on this dreadful night. Zach is, a, I know Zach from Twitter and everything. Um, you know, 
September 25th seems like a good date to be born. Um, if he's born today, tonight, awesome. Congratulations. And hey, you know, maybe something good will come out of today because I'll, I'll take that over literally anything else. So uh, good luck there for sure. <laughs> Some people should have gotten Russell Wilson. Guys, I'm not. Well, I don't even know what we're talking about there. Um, do, 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 do. We like the game was so miserable. We couldn't even get the DeAndre Carter garbage time touchdown. Like my whole that was literally the exclamation mark. They, mm -hmm. they were on fourth and four. Like DeAndre, he does the and no, like they couldn't even get didn't that. Get that? Yeah, I didn't even like the broadcast. Like what worked today? Like nothing, nothing was good. Didn't chuckle once. Didn't learn anything about football. Everyone uh, was okay. And he Asante was. for a little bit. There were an Asante. Okay, you know what? We can talk about some good players. Now that we're at the 50th minute of the show. <laughs> you want to give out game balls? Let, let's give yeah. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Doug Peterson. No. Um, uh, Tranquil showed up in some occasions. I thought he played yeah. you know, solid. Um, I don't know what the coverage numbers look like, but it didn't seem like Davis or ASJ had a, a bad day. Derwin looked great. Bash showed up late, but was kind of eh, throughout most of the game. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Jalen uh, Guyton cut a heck of a pass. the Jalen Guyton, who probably Absolutely. knee or something uh, when they finally decided to play him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. Let's see. Oh, wow. So I guess the, the locker room really did leave. Like, there wasn't even, like, a, a discussion about anything. I, I can't speak to exactly what, but... I think there were some players who didn't even know that this was happening and people just left before other players could even get into that room. <laughs> so they left quick. All righty. Guys, uh, uh, yeah. oh, go for it. Go for it, Arjun. I, I, I'm just saying, I don't know if there's anything left to talk about. We could probably send it up footballs in like 10 minutes. So we could probably just... Yeah. All righty, we will wrap it up. We will shoot this dying horse. We will put down old Yeller. Uh, this has not been great. Um, but hey, thank you so much for joining us. 428 people right now. I have no idea why in back-to-back -back weeks of losses that four to 500 people show up to watch us live. Thank you so much. I know we're without Steven. I'm sure it would have been just as great with Steven. Uh, just as fun for sure. Thank you so much, guys, for watching. Alex Arjun, thank you for, for joining me, I guess. Um, this wasn't fun. Hope to never do this again. But we're playing Houston next week, and that always goes well. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.